Hey there, you are listening to Camp Stories, conversations about creative play, what it is, why it's an important form of self-care, and how to nurture your creative energy in order to live a more joyful, playful life. I'm your host, Joanne, Joe Girl, Lozon, artist and creativity coach. Come cozy up by the campfire and let's begin. On April 24th, my dear friend Heidi McLaren joined me and our fellow campers around the proverbial campfire to discuss her lifelong journey to creativity. While Heidi is no stranger to creativity, she was a poetry writer when she was a teenage girl. And as a new mom, she had a business sewing kids' clothing. Now she bakes and cooks amazing meals for her family. She's only recently tapped into the more painterly side of her inner artist and has discovered her love for sketching, watercolors, and acrylics. We have a really great intimate conversation about those scary moments staring at a blank canvas. We talked about the sadness that came at the end of her 100-day project this year. And we talk about things that are no longer serving us that need to be let go of in order to make room for things that lift us up and fill us with joy. This is a really great conversation and I'm sure it's bound to inspire anybody looking to incorporate more creative play into their day. Let's take a listen. All right, we are here with my dear friend, Heidi. She is technically the first person who ever signed up for camp. There was some problem with something and she had to like go out and come back and do it again and somebody else snuck in, but she was technically the very first camper. Um, And she's often the first person to sign up for um, workshops and other things that I'm hosting. So she's always been a great supporter of my creative business and my creative passions. And um, Heidi and I have a have kind of a neat story. And uh, she, so some of you may know that I worked at a flower shop just one day a week a few years ago. I started in 2016 and worked there until like halfway through 2020 or something. Or no, no, not even 2019, 2015 to 2019. I was there three and a half years. And uh, one day, um, this beautiful woman walked in the store, like very elegant, gorgeous silvery white hair and this great smile and she just had this great like aura about her and I was working there with a with another shop girl the owner wasn't there and this woman asked me um, if I thought that the owner might be interested in carrying her scarves she traveled around the world selling or purchasing scarves and she was just starting her scarf um, resale business and and uh, you know could I pass along some information or whatever well she and I got chatting and the other, my teammate and I, and three of us got chatting. And uh, it was just one of those magical moments where, you know, you're going to see this woman again, because you've just like, there's, there was just a spark there. Like, you know, when you meet somebody, it's just like, I love this person. I need to know more about this person. Um, so we got chatting about design, because uh, she was needing some branding and stuff. And I think my colleague said, Oh, well, you've come to the right place. Like Joanne is a brand designer, and she could help you with your logo. And I'm just like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. So I gave this woman who ended up being Heidi, could you imagine? Was that a page turner <laughs> or what? So I ended up giving Heidi my business card. And sure enough, she contacted me like the next day or something. And we set an appointment or a meeting to go and have a drink at the local bistro 
and chat about how I could help her brand her business. So she didn't even have a name for her business yet. She just knew that she wanted to start selling scarves. And these are scarves that she picked up um, or she picks up on travels to places like Vietnam and Bali and India and Thailand and all of these magical places. So we talked about her brand and and at that very first meeting, she said to, you know, we got talking and and my my gut instinct that I loved this woman was completely bang on. Like I fell in love with her at this very first, very first chat. And, um, and she got talking about her scarf business more and more. And she got talking about all these wonderful places. And I said, oh, I've never been to any of those places. I would love to go. And her eyes just kind of lit up. And she said something like, wouldn't it be amazing you know, one of the things I want to do in my with my life is to host women's travel tours to these places, like give women an opportunity to travel, like in a group to places they've never been before. And I'm just so passionate about it. And I, that's when I said, oh, I've never been to any of those places. That would be amazing. Um, and she said, wouldn't it be amazing if we could do something together? Like you could lead, lead some creative activities and I could do the tour. And I'm just like, oh, that would be amazing. But the back of the back, I'm going like, yeah, right. As if that's ever going to happen. And, uh, you know, we, I did the brand for her, for her company and we became fast friends. And then it was like, I don't know, three or four or six months later or something. I, th- I think Heidi, yeah, about timeline that, is, yeah. and she called me on the telephone kind of out of the blue and said, uh, I'm planning, a, basically I'm planning a trip to Thailand and I'd really like you to come and be my assistant and to have like lead a creative component and, you know, I'd like you to do this. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. I can do, like, well, do you need to think about it? Nope. Like, do you need to talk to like your kids or, you know, I wasn't married at the time. I'm still not. I didn't have anybody I needed to report to. And I'm like, nope, yep. That sounds really good. Thanks. <laughs> so, you know, like 18 months later, we, we were off to Thailand. And uh, anyway, that was a long-winded story just to explain that Heidi and I have have a lot of mutual um, affection for one another. And, and uh, we've certainly nurtured different parts of each other throughout the years. And um, it's been a real joy for me to watch her clear her path to creativity and plant it with such beautiful things that have nurtured her creative spirit for the last few years. So I thought that she would be a perfect candidate to come here and chat with you gals about her journey. Um, Heidi. (laughs) thank you for being here that's my great pleasure of course I'm so glad um so I've got a bunch of questions for Heidi just kind of conversation starters as always I love these things to be interactive so if you guys like are feeling inclined to jump in with a question for Heidi um definitely feel free I think Heidi would agree that this you know we like these things to be more conversational than just like you know yeah interview style so yeah um, and if we don't get to all these questions, that's fine too. So we've got, um, you know, an hour to hang out. Um, all right, let's go. Let's so go. I thought we would start at the beginning. Um, and for the beginning for most of us, it means childhood. So I wanted to ask Heidi, um, if you could think back to your childhood, 20, 30 years or so, um, if you could recall, because we are often told when we're trying to think about what brings us joy and what brings us happiness, we're often prompted to think about our childhoods and to think about the things that we loved to do as children, you know, like 10 and under. 
So Heidi, can you look back to your little girl and, and try to remember like little activities or little moments that would just light you up, bring you joy? What types of activities do you recall doing that? Well, I really didn't do a lot of uh, like, I wasn't like you sitting doing drawing and that kind of thing as a young age, just a lot of play with friends outdoors. We lived on a base. So we did a lot of, um, you know, fort building and mud pie making, all those sort of things that no one would think were creative, but looking back on them, they are because you're searching for what can we build this fort with and that kind of thing, you know, the lawn chairs, the blankets, the the boards from the back and all of that kind of thing. And um, so a lot of that in that, those very young days, but I do have a very, very clear memory of grade two doing a drawing of um, like a dog or a horse or something. And, oh, no, it was a foot, this particular thing. So I was trying to draw uh, like a, a foot and I'd drawn the heel like down and way out like that. And, and I remember the teacher coming around. She was wonderful. And she just said, look at your foot. And just draw what you see. And that really stuck with me even to now when I'm starting to explore drawing more, I'm really drawn, pulled from that moment, draw what you see. Yeah. And that really stuck with me as one thing. But the first, a a creative moment that I really sticks out in my mind, I was sick at the age of 10 and I had hepatitis. I was in the hospital for three weeks in isolation. No one could come in or out. Oh my goodness. And my parents gave me some plasticine and I built a whole little village out of this plasticine, you know, like have buildings and furniture and little people. And it's very clear in my mind, you know, so I had that little creative thing going on in the back of my mind, looking back on it at the time, I didn't think that, but yeah. you know, that was, that's a memory, a very strong memory. And my mother was, she sewed all our clothes and Mm -hmm. she got me started in sewing. So Mm -hmm. I often sewed clothes of my own as a teenager and young woman. Wow. So, you know, and I did have a sewing business when the kids were younger. I designed. You told me that before. Yeah. Yeah. So I I had that. Um, And then more as a teenager, when there's all that sort of teenage angst and um, it was kind of a strange time for me in our household. My parents had split up and I, it was just, you know, and you're a teenager. So, yeah. And I started to write a lot of poetry at the time. And um, I had, I found a couple of years ago, I found a big a stash of some of it and I went back to read it I remember and, when you found that stash yeah. and I remember having and, conversations with you about writing and how you were almost like afraid to write again yeah and I, I still have trouble sort of um, journaling I'm not good at that I don't know what the block is there but looking back now I see that it was intuitively I knew I had to get the feelings that I was having out on paper somehow and it came out in the form of poetry and 
some of it was kind of when I read back, I'm like, Ooh, you were pretty, you know, sort of in a dark, I wasn't like, I'm not saying I was depressed or suicidal or anything, but just, you know, that dark teenage brooding. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh man, when I read it again, now, like some of them sort of brought me to tears when I went back. Aww. And so I don't know if that's somewhat like they weren't specific. It was sort of written around the feelings, but it was obviously, I think it helped at the time looking back now. You weren't consciously writing poetry to, to vent or to journal the way that we're, we're prompted to journal now, like journaling is a very common self-care practice and meditative practice. So you were just doing that as a, like almost a form of, of just like processing your feelings, almost maybe, maybe grief to a certain extent, like I think longing so. for, for a childhood that you, you didn't have, or like the grief of the loss of your parents' marriage, or maybe, maybe things yeah. like that. So, but it's exactly. fascinating that you leaned into that, you know, not consciously saying, I need to do this. It was just an intuitive. It was, outlet. it totally was. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't, in our family, we were not, oh, let's talk about your feelings. And mm-hmm. it's just like, everything was just like here. Yeah. You didn't talk yeah. about what was going on down here. You just, yeah, yeah. everything's fine. Everything's fine. But mm-hmm. I just, I think, you know, looking back, it just, it was just a way to get things out Yeah. of, you know, yeah. So you stopped writing poetry at some point. Do you yeah. was that just like it was just it just ended kind of on its own or do you remember closing um, the book and putting it away? Not really. I think it just you know as I got a bit older and got out of that high school age and start I started working full time at a bank at 17 and I hmm. I still wrote a little bit and even I have written a few things maybe in my 20s the odd thing but general it just sort of petered away yeah I think I was maybe more I think maybe I had a bigger circle of friends who were more supportive and you could vent and talk about things so I had other other ways of getting outlets uh Yeah. yeah other outlets of getting things out and then um in my 30s I started, well, I was always sewing and, uh, and then in my thirties, um, I started the kids clothing company. So mm-hmm. I designed and produced the fleece wear casual clothes for kids for, I think I did that for Sweet. five years. Oh, wow. And, um, was that a full-time business for you? Um, yeah, it was before the internet age. So I did two, usually I did a, a spring and a fall um, line and I would have an open house at my home for a couple of nights and people would come. I'd have samples and then they'd pick, I want this and those colors. Everything was custom pretty much. And um, amazing. Then I would sew all that and then do a fall thing. And and I'd get some people just randomly ordering you know by phone (laughs) like email or I didn't have uh, social media to advertise on or anything so yeah so I did that just but you weren't working like you mentioned you started working at a bank full-time when you were 17 so yeah I know I worked till I had the kids and then I Mm, took like 10 years off and then I worked part-time um 
I maybe went back part-time when they were like 10, but I did the sewing business before that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Did, did you go back? What other jobs have you had throughout your life? You worked at a bank and then you did your sewing business and then you went back. Yeah. And I worked at a dental office reception and an orthodontist office. And then I worked for um, a company called Ashton green and they were a kitchen tool oh, mail right, order company. Right. And that's sort of, I mean, I've always loved to cook and that's another creative mm-hmm. outlet. People don't think oh, we're going to talk about that. Don't you worry. You know, so, so when I was at Ashton green, um, I, it really spurred me on to be more into my cooking. And I started to take the, um, chef's training at Algonquin and oh, I took cool. all but three of the courses, I think, um, to get a basic level one certificate or something from there. But, uh, I just, you know, I really loved it. And at, at a certain time, and I still would like, you know, when I'm not, when we get back to traveling and I'm traveling in the winter, in the summer, I would actually really like to host in-person small group cooking classes because oh, I really, so great, but that's just not the time. Obviously, yeah. Well, I'm seeing more yeah. and more and I know Dawn has participated in a few like online cooking classes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I don't want to really do online. Fascinating. Yeah, but I'm sort of, you know, I just, I, I want yeah, that yeah, in-person yeah. connection where we can, you know, sort of like Tina's things where she does, the, does at the attic where there's a social component before, yes. then you cook together, then you yeah. eat together, you know, yeah. that's what I, that's what I would love to do mm-hmm. in the summer months, you know, yeah. when I can't be traveling. No. Or, yeah. I mean, I'll always now be painting and drawing, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Um, so would you say, okay, so let's talk about, so you've always, you've always had some sort of a creative outlet, whether it was, you know, writing your poetry as a young woman and sewing, and then you've transitioned into cooking. So I don't remember exactly when our first creative experience together was like, whether you came to a workshop or if you came to the retreat, like if the retreat, yeah, so it was the retreat, the first, I've been to a. I've been to two of your retreats at Gracefield and then, um, but it's sort of when we started, when we met and we started talking and you were so passionate about creativity and I was so enthralled with your pieces that you did and you had some in the flower shop at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember that green one with the silver. I love that. And um, (laughs) yeah. And, you know, it just, even though I did those things that I look back on and yes, they were creative. I didn't think I was artistic. Right. You know, I always separated creative and artist artist, uh, artistic and creative sort of, Oh yeah. I'm creative when it comes to food or sewing, but I could never, I'm not an artist. You're not an artist. And I've since explained to like Anna, you can be an artist and not draw or paint. Right. You know, and you could be an um, artist with, with well music with food with gardening gardening yeah hairdressing like you know nail painting anything yes home decor fashion like that that, those are all artistic pursuits and I think I was in the mind that well you know I'm not artistic I might be a little creative but I'm not artistic yeah I think we just lost Jocelyn that's okay okay um so to answer your question 
you know, I was introduced to your pieces, but then when you were having your, one of your retreats, your weekend long retreats, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's time. Mm-hmm. And I just, <laughs> oh my God, I was blown. First of all, I was just blown away by your whole, um, your whole weekend and everything that went on that weekend. And just from start to finish and every little, all the little touches, not to mention, I'm not going to get talking about the art, but the whole experience was, I was like, I want to do that with travel kind of, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it really, that's why it's such a good mix, the two of us, because, you know, but anyway, so yes, I went to that <laughs> retreat and I created a piece of art that I was proud and it still hangs in my house yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. So you know? one of the first things that people and, and, you know, Sandra has been to a retreat, Dawn's been to a retreat, uh, anybody else here? No. Um, um when my guests show up at my weekend long um, retreats, the studio space is already set up and it's one of the first spaces that the women see. And, um, but we don't touch any of the studio stuff until the next morning. So these events are from Friday afternoon through Sunday afternoon. We don't start in the studio until Saturday morning. So for, for a lot of the women who show up for their very first time and who don't consider themselves artistic, they look at these big 20, four by 30 inch canvas. So like that size and they go, Oh my God. And you can see the fear and panic in their faces. And I'm sure at least three of them have considered turning around and going back home. Like the, <laughs> the intimidation can be crippling. Um, so Heidi, I wonder, I wonder if you can recall how you felt when you first arrived at the retreat and saw, saw that like, do, were, do you remember? Yeah, I remember thinking, what the heck am I supposed to do with that? And, but what I, you guided us on Friday night with some meditation and, and just discussion amongst groups. And there was a lot of women that had been there already, mm-hmm. previous ones. And I don't know if you said it in so many words, but basically you said, it doesn't matter what you put on the canvas. Mm-hmm. It's about the process of putting things on the canvas. Yeah. That yeah. is good. And there's whitewash. And I know somebody next to me did something. They hated it. And you came and she was in tears. And yes. I remember you came over and said, it's okay. This is what you do. And you just whitewashed it. And she started over and she yeah. created a piece she was in love with. Yeah. And that's okay. And I think. After that was my second year, but the first year, you know, you just made it clear that it's, there's no mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's just getting it out on the, and it's going to come out yeah. how it comes out. And it's the process that's going to change you. And yes. it really, really does. That's because the key you, right there. And we're going to talk about that a, a little bit later when we talk about your 100 day project. Um, yes. we'll get to and, that. and just talking about the, that, at the retreat though you're working away you can start at nine in the morning or something mm-hmm. and you're like okay time to stop for lunch what do you mean we just got started <laughs> but you totally right sandra says that you're totally like oh my god you're just in it you're in the flow you're just after the first half an hour of afraid to make that first mark yeah once you make that first mark it you're gone and yeah, it was you're gone. 
you're, it was just, I get, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. Seriously. I know it is magical. It is a magical. It is. Yeah. It I remember is. the first year Marie came, um, she had, she was blocked to the gill. Like she was not, she, she, she was dragged kicking and screaming to that retreat. And she was very afraid of the blank canvas and, um, Joanne, who's sometimes here, was her table mate. And she just kind of said, that's what titanium white is for. Like, you can't make mistakes. Just go for it. Just do something. Yeah. And so she did. And she yeah. ended up with an amazing piece. And then she came back the following year. And man, oh, man, she didn't even wait for the demos to be over. She was right in there. She had a plan. She was nose down, painting away. And just yeah. she, kept, yeah. she asked me for another canvas because she finished that one. And you just find yeah. that, um, the joy. The yes, joy. you, you just do. Allow the joy. It just get lost in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah and cool. Julie, I noticed Julie made a comment there. I need this in my life. Mm. And you do. I, like just yeah. it it was liberating. And it's just yeah, everybody needs everybody it in their needs, life. It's, it's getting it just, them to recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So true. And it doesn't have to be a three day retreat. It can be 15 minutes. Yep. At your kitchen mini. table. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's safe to say that you have fully acknowledged and embraced <laughs> your creative spirit. You've found, yes. you've found her. She's in, yeah. she's in there alive and well. I released her. You released like her. Yeah, she's you always have there. released her. Yeah. You know, and yeah, she, and that... she is. She has been always, always, always there. And that's true for everybody. everybody. For everyone. We're yeah. told you know, when, you know, as soon as we cut, you know, we've moved through kindergarten and we move through elementary school and we, then we have to start taking things a bit more seriously in, in middle school and then high school. Well, you got to be thinking about your university and your career, and you got to make sure that you're taking all the academic courses and, you know, yeah, the, the phrase STEM, right? Science, technology, what's the engineering, name? engineering, and math. math. well, where the heck is art and all of art. that? So I'm happy yeah. to be seeing the A coming in, but like, there's still so much resistance around nurturing the creative, um, the creative disciplines in school, yeah, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we're taught either directly or indirectly that it's not acceptable to be creative to be yeah. inspired to be inspiring to dance to sing to play to, to do all of those things you know like I've I've always as you guys know I've always been creative like always 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 but it was discouraged it was discouraged by my business mother and my engineering not so much my engineering father because he was very playful and a big kid at heart and I I played with him for sure. Like he taught me yeah. to play, but, but the creativity side of things was, so I played it safe and I went into graphic design and had my graphic design business. And that served a need for many, many years. But mm -hmm. um, I knew that I was denying the freedom of just that creative expression, like for me, not for clients, not for the right. job. Mm -hmm. But, you know, creating for me and then getting past the further hurdle of sharing it. Well, that's very yeah. vulnerable. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. you are, you enjoy lots of types of creativity still. So you mm -hmm. do a lot of cooking and baking, which you yeah. touched on. And you, you even have a YouTube channel called Heidi's Family Kitchen, where you share cooking and baking demonstrations. Yes, I do. I started that in the pandemic last year. Yeah. And <clears throat> lately, I haven't been as active producing new ones. 
but I, I'm not going to let it go. I do want to mm-hmm. grow that a bit more. And it's just, I've been busy doing art, other art. Well, that is not a terrible excuse. I'm just going to write it in the chat. Heidi's family kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't have a website, but I have a Facebook page and I have all the recipes on there. So you can join the Facebook group and then there's a YouTube channel and I've linked a lot of the videos right there. Yep. I made your brioche donuts with Jake last year. They were fabulous. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of your creative um, avenues, but you've Mm -hmm. also, you've also been exploring um, sketching and drawing and watercolor, watercolor, acrylic and mixed media. So Mm -hmm. um, how do you like, I know that you've been doing the 100 day project and maybe I need to pull that conversation up to this part of the interview, but sure. um, So that you've got, okay, let's talk about the 100 day project. Sure. Um, so you did 100 days consecutively from January 1st. Amazing. Yes. Round of applause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that became was. a habit for you. So let's talk mm-hmm. about, um, you know, like I started talking about doing it again for, for 2021 and you jumped onto that. So can you recall um, what that decision was about for you like why did you decide to jump onto a 100 day project what were you wanting to achieve to make that commitment yeah so a big part of it was two there were two two things I wanted to prove to myself I could stick with it for a hundred days because I was so inspired last year when you did your 100 days and you I remember you how good you felt when you did complete it and I wanted to feel that I was inspired by that but two, I really, really wanted to improve. Mm-hmm. And I, but I wanted to, I mean, it started out, I just wanted to experiment. And the only reason, reason I started to share it was to promote kind of your site, right? Sure. So yeah. I would hashtag JoeGirl100. And so then, then I kind of got putting it up every day and then people were responding. So you know, I kept on and there was quite a few that I really didn't want to put out there, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't love them all nope. and they're not all good by any chance. And, but ones that I really hated, some people really liked. So I you find can never, that so fascinating because it happened to that, me too. Like the ones I yeah. thought were complete garbage and I was, I was embarrassed to post them like, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was embarrassed to post them. Yeah. So many, many, I didn't want to post, but once I'd started and I thought, and I said this in a couple of the descriptions of the pictures, I said, I'd share whether they were good or bad. And there was one that, you know, I, and then some people liked it, you know, so you, you, you just, so it was more just about, then it became showing people that it's okay to be creative, but not have a perfect result. It's yeah. just about the sitting down. And mm-hmm. for me, I started maybe a year or two ago sitting down occasionally and drawing. If I was feeling stressed or worried, I'm a really good worrier. And um, so instead of stewing over things, I would grab my sketchbook. Mark would have the TV on and I would just draw whatever and Mm -hmm. a lot of times it was just doodles and then I started experimenting with drawing faces which I really Mm -hmm. love to do and I really found that my 
it helped my mind release the worry. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I moved out of that super stressed, anxious heart palpitation feeling to it being gone after a yeah. half an hour of sketching around with the art or with whatever I was doing. Yeah. And, and like many things, worry, but be- worry becomes a habit, you know, when oh, we're yeah. comfortable in a state, whether it's positive or negative, yeah. when we, you know, that becomes our story. Like, Oh, it's, it's the time of day for me to worry. So I better start worrying. I don't yeah. really know what I have to worry about, but I'll make some shit up and I'm going to worry about it. So to replace yes. that with something yeah. positive Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super powerful. Yeah. And I think for me, like one reason I'm super happy to chat with you today is because I want other people to women and men to realize that just 10 or 15 minutes of it doesn't even have to be a, anybody can draw lines and circles. Mm-hmm. Right. And that that's all it has to be is lines and circles. Last night, I just, that big piece I'm working on that's got the leaves and the circles. I yeah. just started with my pen drawing fine lines. So I think it's, um, is it Naomi that does those scratchy lines in between everything? It looks yeah. so cool. Yeah. Anyway, so I just started drawing lines and filling in the background because I wasn't sure what to do with it. And yeah. it was so great. It was so mm-hmm. relaxing. And it was just a pen and lines. Anybody can do Anybody that. can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And people have this, everyone, not everyone, but it's a very common thought that it it can't just be that but it can be just that right and I'm just like you know yeah so let's get let's get back to to the 100 days um you know when you were kind of like getting close to 80 85 and you could see the end of the of the 100 days coming like I remember when I got to like 85 I was like oh Oh, I mean, I was excited that I was almost through the 100, but I also started, I feel like I started almost um, paying more attention and um, taking a little bit more time with the pieces. Like I really wanted to hold on to it. It's kind of like when you're, when you're enjoying a really great meal and you realize yes. you only got about three bites left and you're like, yeah, oh, I need to turn these three bites into 17. Oh my yes. God. <laughs> I don't want yeah. this meal to end. Do you, do you recall feeling that way when you were like close, close to the well, end? I remember feeling like, Oh dear, I don't want this to be over. Yeah. And yeah. I started to work, to worry about it, not being there yes. and made it, it started to think about how I was going to carry on after mm-hmm. the hundred day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up doing, um, turning the little cards, that I was drawing into greeting cards. Mm-hmm. And then people, a couple people were asking me, Oh, well, could I buy that one? And so I ended up selling out of the hundred, I've probably sold 60. Isn't that amazing? I know. Yes. And that's just from people messaging me and saying, Oh, I really like that. Can I get three of three, those three? And so I started to put them up and anyway, yes. so yeah. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Congratulations. But so now I'm thinking, oh, there's a little local maker's market. I'm going to make some, in order to keep me going, I'm going to, mm-hmm. but I've, it's an interesting thing that I'm afraid yeah, to I, start them now. Yeah. Because uh, like, oh, what if they're not good enough? And I'm starting all let's, this negative it, self-talk. Okay. Let's, and, come, let's, let's put a bookmark here. Cause I just want to 
I'll come back to that point. Okay. It's super um, valuable for everybody here and, and everybody mm. listening. But um, yeah. on your 100th day, you yes. shared your final piece. And in your caption, you said, like, I feel really sad. I feel like I feel yeah. like a loss. I feel some mourning that this is mm-hmm. this is my final day. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So I'd sort of saved the one, the 100 day picture, the painting wasn't very good. But it was the message I was I had saved to do on the last day. I was disappointed with the result of the the painting for the last one, but it was more about the message that mm-hmm. I wanted to share. And yeah, I was I was very I was very sad when that was mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And I think, but what I did uh, afterwards, the next day or two, and I just realized what a habit it had become and mm-hmm. that I had learned a lot and improved and that I just had to, you know, take it and run with it. I would highly recommend anyone who's trying to build a, a creative practice for stress relief and, or just, you know, to clear their mind to try, even if it's a 30 day project, mm-hmm. if it's not so, in, I think that, you know, I was, very sad and even now I kind of think oh I want to do another <laughs> you, there's nothing stopping you from doing another no, another some sort of challenge just because um you know I I really did well it's, enjoy it, them it's the discipline right like actually actually labeling it a challenge kind of tweaked um it's a bit of a catalyst right to to encourage you to make that commitment every day like if it's yeah. open ended then you know you but that's it everything. yeah yeah um and yeah. i think so just talking about the sadness of it ending i think if you dig deep into that and this is what i felt last year um you know you find yourself through creativity or you find mm-hmm. parts of yourself through creativity and you you spend very intimate time with yourself when you're in mm-hmm. that creative zone yes um like nothing else matters i think we've it's all safe to say we've all experienced those moments um Mm -hmm. where where you're not paying attention to anything else and it's it becomes sacred right that time becomes sacred so if you've developed this time and you've committed to this time every single day for a hundred days and now all of a sudden it's over it is like you're losing a little bit of that connection to yourself so it's yes definitely um, it does feel like a little bit of a loss so yeah. Um, it's important you are, to, you articulated so much better than I did but that's oh, what I felt <laughs> um but it's it's great because it wakes you up to that to the fact that that part is within you in the first place yes so yeah. if you know it it should inspire you to seek more of that more opportunities like that for self-expression and for yeah. self-preservation Yep. Just that, yep, that exactly. connection time, right? I know yeah. when when I am like focused on business, focused on marketing, focused on all the admin stuff, focused on like what am I posting on Instagram stories today, focused on blah blah blah, and I'm not actually over here doing something, I get yeah. And I'm just like, what what is like I'm happy, I'm feeling productive with my business, I'm eating great, I am, you know, like I'm doing all the right things. And then Sean, my boyfriend, will be like, Well, when's the last time you actually painted something? walk yeah I don't know yeah he's like well come on like you just you when you get out of habit yeah all out of that and it's like something's missing something is missing 
And there's a couple of days, like it's like since my hundred day project, I've sat down, I think every day and done something because I just kept keep my art stuff out on my kitchen or on our little dining room table. Like half of it is art and half is where Mark and I sit. (laughs) And um, some days I wake up and I feel out of sorts. I don't know what's wrong. And I just, I'll sit down first thing in the morning and just get my station ready. I'll fill my water, you know, and I just sit there and, you know, I just do a practice, you know, Mm -hmm. paint leaves or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I might do it for five minutes and then I'll get up and I'll come back to, to it later but some days I just have to sit there and do it first thing or sometimes I'm busy in the morning and I go back I go in the oh like I can't settle and okay yeah I go and I settle into it Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful morning practice um Mm -hmm. when I was reading uh it wasn't last year it was 2019 kind of summer fall 2019 I was reading Chase Jarvis's book Creative Calling Mm -hmm. Um, I'll put it in the chat here. Yeah, I had bought that for Elaine for a Christmas present as a secret oh, Santa gift, and she just gave book. it back to me to read because I hadn't read it. Oh, so well, I, have I it. um, yeah. <laughs> one of these days I'll start a little kind of a very casual book club here at camp, or at least just a, a document with with book suggestions. But uh, it's definitely on the top of my list. But he speaks, you know, it was his idea to do for me. It was his idea to do my 100 day project last year, but he um, quoted, um, what is her name? Marie Forleo, mm-hmm. who said, who has like a hashtag, create before you consume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started putting that into practice. That was part of my, tw- my 2020 100 day project was to get up and do that before I checked my phone, before I, you know, went onto Facebook, before I, I don't read the news or read the, whatever, watch the news or anything, but cr- do something creative before yeah. you let something in. So yeah. have some output before input, right? Um, and it just set me up to have a much more joyful, pleasant day like it, it's yeah. almost like you dump your your anxieties and your worry like into your creative yeah you just start off on a, a nice calm even yeah. Keel kind yeah. of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I really like the morning practice yeah. for sure yeah who, yeah. who else here just show of hand like who else is doing a daily creative practice like an intentional day de- de- I have to put my hand down <laughs> Nice. Wonderful. Yeah. Great, great, great. And um, I know most of you are muted, if not all of you, but are, do you do it at a specific time each day or, or do you know? Tina's nodding. Tina's the only one nodding. <laughs> Tina has a fantastic morning routine. Tina, do you want to unmute yourself and just share your morning routine? So yes. great. Every morning when I first get up, can you hear me? Can you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning when I first get up, the very first thing I do after putting in my contacts, I don't even brush my teeth first thing. I don't wash my face other than my eyes to get the contacts. Mm-hmm. I come to my desk and I journal every morning. Oh, yes. Oh, good for you. So I journal every morning, three pages. Then I do a little doodle time for about 10 or 15 minutes as I'm waiting for my seven o'clock yoga class to start. Nice. Oh, good for nice. you. That's a great practice. Yeah. And Tina's yoga class is um, free live on Facebook every morning with uh, oh. what's uh, 
starts with an H. Uh, um, Hannah, Hannah um, I'll get the link and share it with you guys, but, um, fantastic. And it's live every morning, but Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday and Saturday, Sunday, you can just go into her stored units is what she calls it and replay anything you want to. So life changing for me. I'd never done yoga until Mm -hmm. we had this quarantine time and I decided I needed to add into my day. So yeah. And the pages that you write are um, inspired by Julia Cameron's The Artist Way, uh, another fantastic book. It's been around for over 25 years. And she, Julia, the author, um, encourages a morning practice of just a brain dump of random thoughts, three Mm. pages every morning. So you get up, you go pee, and then you do your morning pages. Like just, and it's not meant to be like, Today, I'm going to do my laundry and walk to the store. It's just trying to get out all of your anxieties and your crap or like just random thoughts. It's just stream of consciousness. I tried to do it a few years ago. And I remember one page was just like, I have no idea what to write. I have no idea what to write. And I did that for three pages. And it's okay because I felt lighter and cleaner. And just like by the time I was done, I was like, okay, well, I got that done. Now I can start my day. I felt more productive. I did something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks, Tina. I've got a lot of really great comments in the chat. Um, everybody's saying like, I want a morning routine. I journal before bed. Yes. To a book club. Yes. He is the guy who created creative live. Creative yeah. Call- live Chase, yeah. Chase Jarvis. Yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Plus he's not too bad to look at. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, um, So we talked a lot about your 100 day project and how you felt when it came to a close. Um, You're still, you're still being creative and you're sharing that on Instagram, which which is great. Um, Would you say that you feel that, where'd you go? You've changed on my screen. Oh my gosh, Heidi, where are you? I'm right here. I'm right here. I was paying attention to Tina and you've all changed places like musical chairs. All right. Um, Would you, so compared to how you feel when you're baking or cooking or making a meal for your family, you had homemade pizzas. Was that last night? They look yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, are the feelings similar? Like, do you get in? The, can you compare how? how in feel? some ways, like you, I do when I'm cooking and and doing. Not so maybe so much on like Friday night pizza, but when I'm doing. A, a big meal or cooking for company and I spend the whole day in the kitchen, I lose track of time. And I do, it, there is a similar sort of flow. Maybe you could say that I lose track of time and just, I'm, you know, making the dessert, the pastry and cooking. And I just, you know, I kind of, you know, I sometimes Mark often is upstairs. He has football or something on, or if I was alone, I would put music on just while yeah. I, yeah. you know, so you get into that, like, so like it's flowy kind of Zen state. Yeah. So it's similar, mm-hmm. um, but a little different because it's more physical. You're up and you're moving around. So it's a little yeah. more high energy where right. I, what I like about the, the creative pursuits at the artist table with my paints or whatever, it's more calming, mm-hmm. you know, so it's more Zen sort of more yeah. just, and it, you it know, truly is for you. Whereas you know, you're for, me. for your family, yeah. you're cooking yeah. for a purpose. There's an objective that you, you know, yeah. there's more pressure for it to be right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and something that 
I really tried to um, hone during my 100-day project was something you mentioned at the art retreat. And a lot of people would sort of roll their eyes and say it was a little too woo-woo. But what does the canvas want? Mm. What is it asking for? And so in a small way, in the mornings, like I wasn't inspired every day, you know. Some days I oh, sat yeah. down and I was like, I got to do my piece today. What's it going to be? Some days, those days were circles and squares and, yep. or, you know, just leaves, just you know, because blobs. that's whatever. Yep. So I did, though, part of my routine with the 100 day project was I would prepare, I might prepare the pages the day before, like I put washi tape around so yes. there'd be a border. Uh, after the first maybe 10, I had to order the washi tape. So the first ones didn't have it. But and I would sit down, I would do that if it wasn't already done, or if it was done, I would sit down and I would put it there. And I would just look at it. And I'd look outside and I'd take a two or three deep breaths and close my eyes. It sounds sort of weird, but, and I just, you know. Yeah, what needs what, to come through today? Yeah, you know, and and I would just reach for my, it sounds so corny, but I would just reach for my brush and the palette. And often if there were already paints in the palette and I would just mm-hmm. gravitate to one and then that would lead me to what the color scheme was yeah. for the, for the piece, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really, yeah. So I, so I'm working on that even now, like when I sit down to do some practice, I call it, I've started a hashtag today's creative practice yes. and just to, you know, so what do I want to do today? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Mm. Um, you go for morning walks almost every day. Pretty much every day I walk. Yeah. 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 Would you say that nature is, I mean, you draw beautiful flowers and foliage. Would you say that nature is one of your key sources of inspiration? (laughs) Nature is a key source for sure. Maybe not even literal that I'm drawing. I do draw a lot of Mm -hmm. flowers because I think they're good for beginners. Right. But um, just being out in nature Mm -hmm. is what, it's just that, I mean, I was a hiker for many, many years, and um, I feel my best when I'm in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. I would choose the woods and mountains over the beach any day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's not a very popular mm-hmm. with a lot Tina of people. Tina wants us all to come and visit her uh-huh. in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, so um, is that the Blue Mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains, Tina? Is that there? Yeah. Because yeah. Mark and I almost went on this hiking trip to the Blue Ridge Mountains years ago, and, and we didn't end up going. I've hiked the White Mountains twice on a week-long grueling. I don't think I'd be up for that now. But anyways, I've always said, why did I give it up? Because I never, I'm not my happiest in the middle mm-hmm. of the woods, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it just, I like being in the trees and one with nature it's true it sounds so but it sounds corny but there's a reason people have said it for years and years and years and why there's so many quotes and why that is so popular mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i i love the desert naomi though my sister had a place in tucson and mark and i would go sometimes hiking out in the desert and the desert has its own beauty and I loved it. I really, wow. really loved it. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I think yeah. we need to plan 
camp retreats in every single destination where all of you gals live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and unfortunately, yeah. she's not here with us today, but our newest camper, Desiree, um, is actually in the process of converting her her Montana property into a retreat facility. So she and I are talking about. I've always wanted to go to Montana. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so outside of nature, can you think mm-hmm. of other things that inspire you or, or like what types of yeah. art or other things are you drawn to? Like if you were at an art gallery, what, what kind of things would you be drawn to? Yeah, just, I like, I went to the art gallery here in Ottawa for the first time this year. For the first time oh, ever? First time ever. Oh, wow. Last year with two friends um, who are, uh, one particular is uh, Cheryl, but Elaine will know Cheryl. I went with Cheryl and Betty Ann. And um, oh, I was just like a kid. Oh my God, come and look at this. Oh my God. You know, and I was like, I don't know. I don't. I just like color. I don't tend to do sort of muted one color things. I like lots of color. Um, like I said, I'm just, I'm sort of all over the map trying to figure out what my thing is going to be. Yeah. So, so I'm still exploring. I'm really new at this. So I'm just exploring what, what my thing's going to be. Do you spend, do you spend any time on Pinterest looking for inspiration? Uh, Yeah. Uh, not so much on Pinterest, but a bit on YouTube. I try and, mm-hmm. you know, watch. I'm looking for techniques of and details about how much water and, yeah. you know, how they move their brush and right. how they hold their brush. And mm-hmm. so more than the actual what they're painting, their technique mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm I like a student. It, it, <laughs> it encourages you to try those techniques, but for your own style. Yeah. Rather so. than trying to copy somebody's style. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Which I don't so. disqualify because sometimes no, we no. start there. Like we chatted with Naomi during, yes. during Naomi's artist chat, like how copying other people's stuff is a great place to start. Yes. And then and, but it, it has to evolve from there. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I've for sure done some um, copying with credit to where mm-hmm. I did it like I figure if an artist is creating a YouTube channel to teach people and she says when you're doing this make sure you do that that she's okay with you doing it yeah. as yeah. long as you credit them you yeah. know so but I want to take that that sort of style and mm-hmm. change it around a bit and push it to make it be inspired own. by it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly yeah. do you believe that anybody has creative energy everyone does I totally believe that yeah you know I I I believed it before that people and since I've since I've been with you (laughs) since I've known you and you know we've talked a lot about that I think but it's just like me I didn't see it as creative Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't see what I was doing with the plasticine when I was 10 or writing the poetry mm-hmm. um, or, you know, sewing or cooking. Yeah. But I think, and I think people are hard on themselves and they say, I'm not creative. Well, I have a friend. Well, I, I couldn't lift a paintbrush to paper and make it look like anything. And I'm yeah. like, no, but have a creative garden. My body. it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. but well, she has the most gorgeous 
Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying she has the most gar- gorgeous garden. It's right. colorful and maintained and just like picture worthy. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's creativity. Yeah, and I think um, Angela was just saying like they only think of artwork as as being creative, and I think unfortunately the word creative or creativity has been misassociated with artistic. I mean, even artistic is such a broad should be such a broad term. Yeah, but but as human beings, the core of our essence is creativity because we have to make creative decisions just to function. I can go on about this for quite some time but like every decision you make is creation it is creating even when you think of a baby learning to crawl they get creative how are they going to stick that arm up and pull themselves along and then you know lean against something and push themselves up that's being creative yeah figuring out every choice you make is is a creative choice every decision you make is a creative and you are creating your outcome from the choice that you make right so we yeah we we are nothing without creative energy we we would be vegetable comatose right yes Uh, like everyone has it and i'm not (laughs) saying that you don't have to work your creative muscle no it takes it takes you know like practice it's not it's just like building up strong abs or uh, you know muscles mm-hmm. in your arm you mm-hmm. you don't it doesn't just appear because you no. want to have flat stomach mm-hmm. you don't just get one no. and you don't become someone who can you know create beautiful portraits by just yeah. saying that yeah you have to work at it but yes i think everybody can learn it or if they have the desire they can draw out it might not be drawing portraits for one person but it could be abstract acrylic art i mean mm-hmm. just everybody yeah, can i think it. one of the saddest things that i hear particularly from kids but you know even adults um you know when they see okay i'm thinking specifically of sean's daughter she's a beautiful creative talented little sprite of a thing 12 years old she she reminds me of janice joplin like the voice on this girl is like out Uh far out but she's so afraid of it she's afraid to shine and it just breaks my heart but she'll watch me doodle or something or I made little name tags for the table at Easter just kind of brush watercolor brush letter name tags and she's like oh I'd never be able to do that you're so good at that Joe I could never do that like I'm like dude I'm almost 50 I've been doing this since like before I was 12 it takes practice like you could absolutely do this but you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, and so yeah. many people are afraid to be bad at something. They're afraid to be bad at something. Yeah, and sure. that's like, even golf, like I was, someone I know would never have taken golf up because they could not stand to not be good right away. Yeah. So yeah. they just, yeah. we're so fine. We're so fine. afraid to be, to be bad yeah. at something. And it's that yeah. self-doubt that that creeps yeah. in and keeps us from <laughs> doing things. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. going on yeah. over at Elaine's house? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I think she was trying to get our attention, but I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so speaking of self-doubt, um, I know you have a story that I would love for you to share a conversation that you had with, with somebody, but um, before I get you to share that story, 
I just want to ask like throughout your 100 days or even throughout the last couple of years that you've been consciously creative. Oh, I like that. Consciously creative. Um, can you isolate any like really crappy self-talk or moments of self-doubt or hmm. like any times when your ego is trying to thrown, trying to throw? Oh yeah. Almost every day. <laughs> of oh, course. I really? Mean, of course. I mean, I think that, most people who are new to anything have to really work at not having self-talk or self-doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're making cookies, are these cookies good? Are, do, do they look okay? I don't know. They look kind of weird. They taste all right, but oh, they don't look like the picture mm-hmm. and, or, you know, the, the paintings. I mean, there's probably five out of my hundred that I was like, I love that, you know, oh, that I really I thought you were going to say there were five that you really didn't like. So there were only yeah. five that you love, love, love. Well, like that I, that I, that I said, oh, I am so proud of that. I love I'm, it. I can't even, wow. probably, you know, and the others, yeah, that was pretty good. I kind of wish now I didn't have that, you know, or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but it's hard to like, even the other day when you, complimented me on that pod drawing and I was like I just sat down and did it and and I don't want this is going to come across sounding really um cocky and I don't I totally don't mean it to sound this way it's sad that you have to preface what you're about to say with that am I right ladies yes just yes so I've been drawn to those all winter and spring And I finally brought one home and I brought it home, took off my coat, sat down, drew the picture, painted it. Yeah. It was like, it had to come out of me. Yeah. And I'm like, pretty good. It looks really good. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my gosh, how can it be pretty good when it came so easily? Like I sort of like, it can't be good because it just came out of me. Isn't that fascinating? You know, yeah, and yeah. I was like, so that's that is why a, like, that is a form like of self doubt because it shouldn't be it, easy. There's a belief and that, that good creative work shouldn't be easy. Yeah. Yeah. It should be hard and you should be and, struggling and artist. It shouldn't, yeah. Yes. And yeah. I just like, I probably did it all in, I don't know, less than an hour or 45 minutes yeah. or something. I just, it just, it was like, it just had to come out. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. It yeah. was like, and it, like the color was perfect. The way you cur- like it, it was it just it stunning. You know, and I'm very yeah. proud of it. But I still like, but oh, how could it be? You know, oh, it was so I just want to like, you, but you know what I right mean? Now, I'm just being, yeah, I'm just being honest. The, like I can see the reservation for you to be proud of it. Yes. You know, and I yes. had, a, so Heidi and I had a little bit of a dialogue because I commented on her story where she shared it. And I was like, oh my gosh, Heidi, like, this is so beautiful. And she actually wrote back, really? Do you think so? And I'm like, okay, A, you should know that I don't <laughs> like just throw yeah. praise around unless I yeah. mean it. And B, yeah. Like, wow, yeah. You know, so anyway, it's, it's, but yeah. so I think that of course there's self-doubt. And I think yeah. anybody who says there's no self-doubt they're not telling the truth. There could be self doubt and still progress and acceptance and, and you can still like it, but I think it's only human nature that there's going to be, it's like, like we started to say, 
I'm going to make some cards to sell at this little maker's market. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid to start them because now I've committed to that. So now now it matters. For a purpose, they're for the explicit intention of selling them. So there's more pressure, more expectation on yourself. Exactly. With a hundred day project, it was just a hundred day project. Just put it on there. Yeah. People liked it. They liked it. If they didn't, they didn't. No big deal. Yeah. Well, now I've, mm, you're creating no. them. And I, I have procrastinated. So I've got the cards cut and I'm procrastinating because I'm kind of afraid yeah. maybe they won't and be good how enough. How is it going to feel if after six months you've only sold four? Yeah. I'm not suggesting that that's going to happen. No, but no, but there is may and, some yeah. like, there is, there is an emotional response to when you put something out there and it has zero yeah. you know, uptake. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, well, yeah. well, we'll see. So I'm working on that. Nice. You know, that's okay. Very cool. That's okay. So we have a story. Um, you had an interaction with somebody recently that, that left you feeling, you know, sad and, and upset um, mm. for them. And, and uh, yeah. you were delivering one of your cards to her because she purchased one, right? Or was it a scarf? I was delivering, she bought three scarves right. and she wanted these scarves are on sale until the end of the month, 50% off, <laughs> 50% off. Um, she bought three scarves and okay. she said, I want to get some of your cards. Right. Um, but oh, yes. I said, do you know which one? And she said, well, I don't really. And I said, well, I'll just bring what I have ready and you can choose. So she bought 12. Cards? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's great. <laughs> 12 cards. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we got talking and she said, she's known me since I married Mark. And um, she said, I am so impressed with how you've, reinvented yourself Mm. with your scars and the travel and now your art and and I was really taken aback by that statement and I'm like in the moment I just said oh well thank you you know and da 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 we were just making a a short exchange and uh we in our masks and making so that was fine and So she had said, I'd said, well, you know, I've been really working on over the last five years, four or five years, getting back to figuring it out, figuring out exactly what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So, and she goes, oh, she said, I need a reset. I have no idea what makes me happy anymore. So sad. Oh, and I, you know, maybe art specifically isn't what's going to make her happy, but like, she's got a good life and everything. That's just her personal, that personal satisfaction, that feeling of joy, that day to day, get up in the morning and yeah, you got some shit to deal with, but generally speaking, you, you know, okay, I'm going to do something that makes me happy today. And it can be little things, you know, it doesn't have to be this big, massive change in your life, but little choices every day that actually bring you back to your, that feeling of being happy. Yeah. That joy. And yeah, that, yeah. Loss of sense of joy. Yeah. I so when we ask people like, what do you do for fun or what brings you joy? They, the, the expectation around the word joy is that it's like, 
it's a big production, you know, it's, it's, yes. it's a lot of effort to find joyful moments, but you know, yeah. it's, it has to be fireworks and in the, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Fireworks or like ballroom dancing or whatever, you know, it can just be yeah. little, little moments, little, little joyful wins throughout your day can sustain yeah. you for. Yeah. Yeah. So our interaction ended and I, I came home and um, I just wrote her a little email saying, thank you for, um, you know, supporting my business and all that. And I just want to give you, say that I really appreciate what you said and that I've been working on myself through my creative with my creativity coach, who I think of Joanne as my creativity coach and another program I went through at yoga addict called the alive program. Mm -hmm. And between those two things, it really made me look at what, what really matters, what really brings me joy, what makes me happy. And, um, and I've really come a long way for that, working that. And I said to this person in the email that, you know, you said reinvent yourself, but I didn't really reinvent myself. She was always in there, mm -hmm. but my work has just, what I've been working on has just set her free. And that's what I, you know, I want people to 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 kind of know that yeah just they're in there you just have to set her free yeah yeah exactly right? yeah um i love the comments that we're getting um although i don't remember janine why why you said i object <laughs> uh oh <laughs> she's gonna jump in creativity can just be but i forget what prompted your objection oh i i object that um that that uh, creativity has always to be um, something that that is is good. I think you creativity itself right. is good. So yeah, yes. What's it's the, the process, matter? Not you don't, the end result. You don't have to judge about you don't judge about what you do because creativity yeah. is yeah. period. Just is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the process of creating, not the end result. Yeah, and Tina. But it's hard when you're a beginner. You think you have to produce something beautiful before you, it's worth sharing, and yeah. which is why I, in the end, decided to share every piece I did for the hundred day project, even though I didn't like them all. Mm -hmm. It's just a process that I sat down. It's what it did for yeah. me being creative in that moment. Yeah, and I really think, I really, really believe that when we share our vulnerable, our vulnerable experiences. It allows mm -hmm. other people to be vulnerable too. It gives other people permission to say like, oh, I can step out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and try this new thing or share this new yeah. thing, right? Like Sean with his yeah. avocado pits, like yeah. he's, he's still embarrassed by his avocado carvings. I'm like, oh my God, they're so, I've only been doing it for a month. I, you know, I'm not very good. Like, well, you're better than I am. And you know, like, yeah. But, oh, he's amazing. He's such a natural. Oh my God. So yeah. good. So good. Um, so Tina was saying that she didn't really tap into her creativity or her art until five or six years ago. She, and until then she wouldn't have been able to answer the question about what makes her happy. So that's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Has opened up a whole new area for her. Amazing. The Vegas nerve book. Yeah. I'm just tapping into the Vegas nerve stuff right now. Oh, it was you that sent me that. <laughs> Janine. Um, somebody actually said, I thought you would be doing more. 
Ouch. Huh? Oh man. What? More with your Who life. Who would be doing? Thought you'd be doing more with your life. Ooh. Someone said that to someone. To Naomi, yeah. Oh. Wow. That hurts. Wonderful. Laughing is laughing is good. Grocery shopping. I love grocery shopping. I do too. <laughs> when I have a full cart that's really heavy, I I still like a little six year old ride the cart back to my car. It's so fun, and I love seeing people's faces. Like they like they want to laugh, and they and they also try to like look away, but you can secretly think they're going like, "I wish I was." They're brave. probably just wishing they had the courage to do <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, so we're just about out of time. I don't want our zoom call to, to boot us out, but, um, yeah, you know, this is really going to be kind of like a bit of a sting for people who aren't in the Ottawa area, but, yeah. um, that interaction that Heidi had, uh, with this person about, um, her happiness kind of inspired an idea in Heidi. Uh, do you want to talk about it? You guys sure. might just have to come to, come to Ottawa. Yeah. So. Um, of course, when I got home and after this interaction and talking to her and I talked to Joanne about it and I've yeah, decided I got a text from Heidi saying, I have an idea. Are you free to chat right now? I was like, no, actually <laughs> not. So I had to wait for like two days. I know. So I just, it's sort of like, I think it's going to be like that painting that just came out of me. And so I've created, and with Joanne and I collaborating, uh, a retreat for, it's a day retreat, and it's going to be held at Yoga Attic Outdoors in July, and it's called The Happiness Reset, and it's rediscovering what makes you happy through reflection and creative play, and it's a full-day retreat. Mm-hmm. And Joanne and I are offering it together and it's going to be, as it says, reflection part of the day in the morning, working on what's, what's coming up, um, what you think is missing, how you're going to find it. And then the afternoon is going to be spent doing creative um, pr- things with Joe and I and Joe leading us in that and um yeah so I think Heidi we'll we'll use this um we'll use this day as um as the pilot and maybe there's an opportunity to convert it into an online experience um possibly I guess eh? but you know when travel opens up we're not that far away from all of you guys Janine no and I will to be quite honest um and I set on the road yeah so um as I was saying, I don't know if I said to you or to someone else I was with the other day, must've been to you, but that I am so sure that this is what people need, women, particularly women who are maybe a little bit older, who have given their whole life to making sure everyone else is happy. The kids are happy. The husband's happy. The house is the dog. Everybody, the neighbors aren't mad at you. Everything is fine. Oh yeah. Well, well, what do I need? What do I want to make me happy. Yeah. I am so sure. I am just so sure that this is needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the now what, but yeah, I would like what? to, yeah. 
after we do this retreat um, and I get the feedback from it, but I am pretty sure I'm going to integrate that into my women's only experiences that we do um, on the trips, like the one to Bali in 2022, because I think that it goes so perfectly with the creativity that we'll be doing on those trips and being away and you are there, you, no one else, no one else is, you don't have to worry about anybody else. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is show up and everything is looked after so that you can really focus on what makes you happy. And Joe and I will be there. And I think that once the, we do the couple of retreats here, Mm -hmm. I'm going to integrate that into my women only trip experiences for sure. I think that's beautiful. But I am so excited that Joanne was like, I'm like, so are you interested? She's like, yeah. There are a few people in my life, and Heidi's one of them. I'm sure you can imagine who who the other is, um, who when they come to me with, uh, Joe, I think we need to do something together. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I don't care what it is. I trust you. And yeah. yes, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, awesome. yeah. So we'll uh, have a, a detailed announcements. We're just yeah. pinning down the date. And yeah. it'll be a full day. And I know you, I feel bad for you that are living far away, but. Yeah, we hesitated announcing it here, but we thought yeah. it, was, it was good just but, to get you guys thinking too about your own happiness. and what Exactly. Makes- That's the main reason on here, because I really feel, I mean, I'm a work in progress. My life isn't perfect. I'm not claiming to be anything other than a work in progress, but. It only takes small little steps, small little decisions every day. Yes, I want that kind of ice cream, not vanilla, just well, because and, everyone and else wants denying yourself, right, for somebody else's benefit, right? Yes, like there comes a point that you're allowed to have a, an opinion and make a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And making the choice yeah. that brings you joy. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be about someone else. Yeah, we talked about when when you and I were chatting on Wednesday about this, we were talking uh, about the concept of sacrifice. And and Mm. sacrifice was something that came up for me a lot when I was working with my um, personal training nutrition clients in, you know, the 10 years ago. And my clients would often say, well, what, like, I don't want to have to sacrifice, you know, right, this part of my life for this. And I it's a hard concept to wrap your head around, but when you're giving something up or when you're letting go of something to make room for something better, mm-hmm. then what it is you're letting go of is not a sacrifice. You're not, yeah. you know, sacrifice is something great, like something great that, that you have to, you know, like if you think about the biblical term of the word sacrifice, well, that's a whole other thing. But I think we have this we're we're attached to the idea of letting go of something being being a negative thing but when you let go of stuff that isn't serving you you create space to invite good in to invite joy in right so if and you- it doesn't have to just be like a, a, a tangible thing like letting go of ice oh, cream yeah, to no. introduce apples it can be space emotionally that's, letting go of yeah, yeah that's that. exactly actually what I was referring to, right? I mean, um, we don't have a, a lot of time to, to touch on this, but like Heidi, in and she gave me permission to, to mention this, but in in Heidi's reinventing of herself, um, she had to let go of some friendships that weren't um, 
they were no longer serving her. They were, these women were struggling with the new Heidi and they didn't know how to adapt their friendship with her in order to be supportive. So Heidi, it was very difficult. I remember you really struggled and probably still do with having to let go of these friendships. But in doing so, you've created space in your life for friendships, like everybody here, that nurture you and that support you and lift you up. So in that case, I mean, it's sad to think that you had to sacrifice those friendships, but um, they made, creating that space made room for for lovely things to happen in your life. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Heidi. I'm going to like invite you guys to, to turn your mics on. So if you have any questions or comments or anything that you'd like to share before we wrap up, um, you're invited to do so. <laughs> Heidi, you are just incredible and such an Oh, oh thank you, Tina. <laughs> Ladies, you got to go check out her scarf deal. I'm telling you. <laughs> like myself so you're just fantastic but thank you so much for sharing your story it was definitely inspirational today thank you so much it was wonderful yeah great thank you so so glad you could be with us janine yeah that's great because the hardest part when you buy scarves from heidi is when you live locally and she delivers them and you can't hug her (laughs) and it was so hard not to hug her (laughs) i know I was going to say at my first retreat, which was a little over a year ago, um, Heidi was right next to us. And I'll tell you, just your calm, having your calm there really mm. helped me put anything on oh, good. either of those canvases. <laughs> it's true, eh? It's so intimidating. Yeah. And one other thing, I just saw very quickly, I'll be, the, there was a, a YouTube video that I was watching the other day and it was an artist and I thought he put things so well. He said, uh, somebody had, you know, he mentioned that he painted and the response was, oh, are you any good? Oh, and he said, and he said, oh, I well, what that. if, yeah, what if you I told you I walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, if I, I tell you that. I walk? Oh, do you do that well? They don't yeah. ask you that. Yeah. No. I do that not... when it's artistic. Mm. Yeah. 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 Are you any good? Yeah. 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 I saw an Instagram um, carousel. I forget who the artist was, um, but it it was, um, how long did that take you? And we talked about this, Heidi, with your milk pod, your milkweed yes. pod. Right? Like, yes. There's an expectation that good art has to take time or, or intentional creativity has to take time if it's going to be any good, right? But there's a right, whole yeah. backstory. Like you wouldn't have been able to paint that milk pod is that what it is? A milk pod? I don't know. Yes, I think so. Milk um, pod, yeah. You wouldn't have been able to do it so effortlessly. And I think somebody was commenting on that in the chat. If you hadn't put in all the time before it. Before, right? yes. I yeah. how to use the brush, how to mix the paints, how to choose the paper. Like, it doesn't just come yeah. out of nowhhere. No, so no. It's a similar yeah. question in that same vein. Like, are you any good at it? Well, how long did that take? Well, it's like in it's the like- world. Like, you're going to charge me 50 bucks just to write one word? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like because in photography, not- people will say to the photographer, you must have a good camera. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe the camera is good, but I know how to compose it. And, you know, yeah. like, I think Chase Jarvis mentions that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I listened to a podcast. I listened to his podcast a bit. So, yeah. He's great. Yeah. Someone asked about my Instagram handle. So I have Me. three. 
<laughs> I have three. Heidi McLaren Creative is. You just changed your Instagram handle to Heidi. Yes. And you the .com too. Another round. Yes, of I bought the .com. Yeah. Okay. And then, then there's I'm the Scarf Lady, which okay. I'm going to change soon, but the name. And then there's Tonbow Luxury Tours for my travel. <laughs> okay. Maybe Joe can put them all in the thing. Yeah, Joe, get to work since you suck now that we can't come to the retreat. I thought I'd throw that in there for us. We can't make it. (laughs) Does anybody else have any questions or comments for Heidi? This was great. Yeah, it was very nice. All right. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you again, Heidi. It was lovely. It was my pleasure. Story. Hopefully, uh, it triggered some thoughts for everybody here. Yeah. That's the main thing that I think both of us. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Just crack open a little thought. A little bit more. A little bit more. Um, So have you all printed and uh, downloaded and printed the May calendar? Yes. Not yet. yet. Oh, I got to print that. Did you all receive my email yesterday with the four announcements? Yeah. I'm always paranoid that people aren't getting these emails. You should have an email um, from me yesterday with the four announcements. So um, just announcing yes. a bunch of upcoming events, right? We've got Desiree coming for an artist chat on um, Tuesday at noon. We thought that that was an okay time for local folks. Okay. Bye, Sandra. I think I missed her. Um, okay, let's see, Joe. And then I'm doing uh, lettering and type 101. So we're going to talk, be talking about, it's it's interactive, but it's also a lesson. We're going to be talking about like baselines and X heights and ascenders and descenders <sighs> and goals and serifs and stuff like that. So exciting. And um, I'll show you, I'll just demonstrate Wonderful. simple type things. And then we have a lettering challenge, not complicated, every level, every level friendly. Um, so just like our found objects challenge, there's a prompt every day for five days. So you can letter these little phrases, however you wish and post them to Instagram, just like we did before. And then Desiree is back on the 18th at the same time, Tuesday at one at noon to do a lettering, um, follow the leader type of class. She's, if you haven't checked out her hazel eyes dot studio on Instagram, you can, you can do that. She's lovely. Um, so May is kind of lettering month. I've got some classes and 101s and 10-minute minis coming up that are meant to nurture your hand lettering skills. And then in June, we've got our very first trivia night on Ooh. Saturday the 5th. It's at 3 p.m. for my local time so that we can get Janine on board before she needs to go to bed on Saturday night. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, I have to see, I, that is actually a day where we are invited for to uh, a wedding and so on the one hand oh, i love to yeah. have the trivia on the other hand i really love for mary to to have her wedding you can you can do zoom on that wedding you better be here <laughs> <laughs> okay so she's she's a lettering artist all as well so i'll tell her oh mary you know we i have to meet those girls <laughs> yeah very cool um, and then June will will have the loose theme of of doodles for for June. So there's some other stuff coming up. Oh, and I've got the doodle 101 class. I haven't. It's save the date for the 19th, but I have to I have to actually create the event yet. And then there's a doodling challenge later in the month. So lots of fun stuff coming up. 
And, um, but as always, I would love to hear from you gals, you know, what classes you'd like me to create, what studio one-on-ones you'd like me to create, what 10 minute minis. And if you, if any of you have anything to teach, you know, kind of the way Janine did her color theory class a couple of weeks ago, I am very open to having other instructors and other, you know, videos, video classes uploaded to camp, um, giving you full credit for you know, it's just like Naomi did with her watercolor blobs too. So um, yeah, that I love fun. the idea of building camp to be, um, to host other artists instruction as well. So we can chat about that. So thank you, Heidi, again for oh, sharing. Oh, it's my pleasure. Wonderful. And, um, that yeah. was awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's camp story. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you're notified of the next one. And if you're looking to nurture your own creative energy, I invite you to join me at camp, my online destination for creative awakenings, mindfulness, and play. You can find out about camp and so much more on my website at joegirl.com.